Good morning, and welcome to Conversations with Buddy. We record these podcasts at the Rec Podcast Recording Studio here in Kaiser, Oregon. We drop a new podcast every Friday morning with a new story that will impact someone. We hope that someone is you. Please take a moment to hit the subscribe button, give us a review, and also share this podcast episode with your friends, family, and on your favorite social media platform. We want to get these messages out to the people and impact the world one testimony at a time. Just a real quick note, uh, in June of this year, there will be a men's conference called Pacific Northwest Men's Conference. It'll be here held here in Salem, Oregon. The speakers are Frank Reich, head coach for the Carolina Panthers, Reed Saunders, uh, if you've ever heard uh, Reed Saunders, RSA, he's awesome. Mark Hankey, he's a local pastor here in Salem at Salem First Baptist. Bruce Stefanik, senior pastor at Church on the Hill. Tom Murray, lead pastor at People's Church. So it's going to be a packed lineup. Grab a friend. Uh, again, this is a men's conference, so grab a friend and join us. Uh, if you want to get online, there's a link for the Pacific Northwest Conference as well. I'll put a link in the show notes so you can see that as well. Well, this morning, we got a guest. Uh, it's going to be a great story. His name is Armando Hernandez. So welcome, Armando. Thank you so much for having me. Man, it's great to have you here. So I'm going to tell a little bit about what I know about you. Uh, we haven't known each other more than literally a month. Armando, you and I met at Food for Thought, which is here at the Rec. We have it once a month. It's pretty cool. You and I happened to be grabbing coffee at the same time, and uh, we got to meet. So it was awesome meeting you, and and we were talking, and we said, hey, let's talk about you being on the podcast. You have actually a great story to share. So the story that I heard from you is pretty interesting, but that's the... That's what I'll talk about here in a moment, but here's what I know about you. You're a single man, around 30, is that about right? 30. Yeah, you're a business owner, and so you own a painting business. Yes. What's the name of your business? Get em. Get em. Mm-hmm. Why get em? What, what does that mean? Uh, get em, the whole explanation. The whole explanation, man. Oh, okay. Let's go deep on this one. Okay, let's go. So it's been a, a, a succession of events that have led up to it, and the Lord put it on my heart. Um to name the business Gidem. It was a, um, a note that I had taken from a sermon that I'd listen, listened to on the couch watching YouTube. <laughs> and um, it was just a note, and I heard this preacher at the climax of his sermon scream out, greater is he that is in me. And, um, and as I followed this church, it's Elevation Church, as I followed this church, um, I heard him say it multiple different times, and he actually said it on Easter too on his Easter sermon this year. And, uh, but you know, I just took a leap of faith and it was the, the beginning of my conversion and me following Christ. And, you know, in the, in different other sermons, I heard put God in the center of your business, of your relationships, of, of your life. And, and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And out of that, I named the business get him from first John four, four that says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. And um, and it's, and I needed to name the business that. A reminder that the Spirit of God in us that is in me is greater than the devil. And, um, Amen. Than the enemy. And, um, and from there, it has just been a succession of events that have just um, put everything together to make sense. Because uh, I... I had mentioned it to a pastor and he's like, no, 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 don't, don't name your business that, you know, you want to name it something that people can understand. 
And um, two years later, um, people are starting to understand and they're also representing my mission to represent Jesus Christ to the construction industry. Hmm. Wow. Okay, so we're going to dive into that here in a moment. What else I know about you, thank you, by the way, for that story. That's <laughs> that's great. You were in foster care, yeah. and you lived in 40, Four zero. 40 homes mm-hmm. throughout your childhood. And that's really the crux of the story, and, and we'll get there. But we're going to make that, we're going to make some people wait a little bit. But we're going to talk about just kind of your journey, uh, where it all began. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's really the whole story. Is It's going to be, you know, the journey of foster care, mm-hmm. um, a book you read uh, that kind of was a transformational point mm-hmm. for you having faith. Yes. Because um, you have a book here you're, you're going to talk about. You have your Bible here. Mm-hmm. And kind of your your morning routine. You talked about fasting. Yeah. Man, I, you're such a young man. I'm super impressed with where God has you and that, it's not you, it's God in you. It's yeah. greater, is, greater is he that is in you than in he is in the world. Oh, yeah. Keep preaching that, bro. Yes. So, well, take us back to the very beginning. Life for you and some of those dark moments, man. I know life isn't easy for any of us. And here's the deal. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this a lot. Life is a fair playing field because we're all in the same thing called life. But actually, some people actually had an unfair advantage or some people had a more fair advantage. So while life is the same playing field, some start at a different point. Um, and I want you to share that because mm-hmm. your life was challenging. I'm sure it was growing up in 40 different homes, but the joy you have, man. Oh God. I mean, I'm, oh. I'm, I'm challenged by it. I'm impacted by it. And uh, I want to hear your story. And I know people want to hear your story. 40 home. So 40 homes. start from the beginning, man. Just kind of walk us through your journey. I'm just going to listen and absorb mm-hmm. how God has brought you through. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, where do I start? I, let me start by the first scripture that I've ever read. And I, and I don't even know exactly. I don't even remember where it was, but I was eight years old and it was 2001 and I was living in my first foster home and um i was eight years old and i remember i remember praying um the only thing that i had known about god i'm the only believer in my family i am the only business owner in my family and i remember being on my bed and um my foster parents had a bible on the nightstand and i had heard about god and you know, seeing things on the TV, infomercials, you know, late at night, preachers screaming and dancing. Of I've seen, That's what I knew about church. And, uh, but, uh, and then other, th- other than that, I didn't know anything. And I grabbed the Bible and I was, and I kind of just tested God. And I was a little kid, eight years old. And I was like, all right, God, if you're real, I'm going to open up this Bible and you're going to say something to me. I'm just going to point at a scripture. And I remember opening the Bible and I don't remember exactly where it is because it says it multiple times, but I put, I opened the Bible, I closed my eyes and I put my finger on the scripture and the line that I had put it on, it said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Mm. And, and I did not know what that meant 
at the time, but looking back after 40 foster homes and, you know, there was a time in my life where I could recite every single foster home and everything that happened, the homes, you know, that tried to adopt me, but, you know, my, my mother wouldn't sign the papers for me to get adopted. Like, uh, and, and then even the homes that, you know, I, I was very woke when I was a young kid, you know, five years old, roaming around and the creeks and looking for <laughs> critters and just like going to the store by myself, you know, at a very young age. And, um, and, you know, I just, I just really look back and, um, you know, I, now I just count it all joy because I would not be the person that I am today. And I like in as much pain as, you know, like other people have put me through and that I've put myself through. Cause now this season in my life, I'm taking accountability, not for just some things, but for everything like everything and even the ugly stuff. That's why I'm so nervous right now is because <laughs> there is somebody that is going to listen to this podcast that is that I'm going to say something that will be of an encouragement to them. Amen. Because there is no other way other than transformation in Christ and yeah. and I've tried everything. My innocence was taken from me. I even poured it out all of it. And I had nothing left. In 2019, I was homeless. I found myself homeless um, with a backpack and a bicycle, sleeping on my brother's couch in Woodburn. And um, and that's when I got this book from Goodwill, Putting Away Childish Things. And, um, and from there, I started reading about what God's will is and... Um, you know, um, you know, uh, just learning different things that hinder us from growth. And I, and, and that's, you know, in 2019 was the big turning point year after 40 foster homes. Um, one of which I was actually a pastor's kid, hmm. um, all throughout high school. And so I, I was, you know, setting up church, taking down church at Bible studies, at Sunday school, at service, and traveling to different churches and with the preacher full of the Holy Ghost. So yeah. I got to witness, you know, him witness. And um, so I got to hear the word and it was like essentially like downloaded. Yeah. <laughs> it just wasn't opened up. And uh, 2019, when I decided, to start seeking God is when I started learning and it's when the transformation started. It's when the conversion started and it's when it was like, okay, you want to go here, but there's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you know, let's go down the alphabet yeah. that you got to take care of Armando. And, um, I was like, okay, whatever I got to do, Lord, tell me what I need to do. Yeah. If you're real. Right there. You said if, that almost takes you back when you were eight, you read the scripture, you know, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Walk me back through, you mentioned your mom, you know, mm -hmm. I really want to hear the story of, you know, eight, you know, what was your mom like? Do you still have a relationship with her today? What was your experience of foster care? Was it 
good, bad. I mean, 40 homes. Yeah. I can only imagine there's every family is different, good <laughs> and bad. What is your yeah. overall experience? And really, it's interesting. Just because you went to church, you read your Bible, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. didn't mean you still had decided. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, you, you had a relationship, I believe. I mean, there could have been something there. Mm-hmm. Because God said, I'll never leave you, forsake you. You may have believed on Christ then as a young kid. Mm-hmm. To believe on him, but then to also follow him. Ooh. And being 100% accountable, walk us through that journey. So, yeah, just from early, you know, and what what your relationship is like today with your mom. That's really what I'm curious about, too. Oh, that's amazing. I just I just came here from my mom's house. No way. <laughs> I, uh, that's a Yeah, it's a a, truly a story of... Uh, restoration, something that I've been praying for um, just because I'm the only believer. And when I first started my business, you know, um, right before it, my mom actually told me um, stories of my grandfather, her father, um, you know, telling her scripture and telling her about Jesus. But my grandfather, he he was a longshoreman and he lived wildlife like he lives in nevada around las vegas and you know um he actually lives in arizona but he goes to vegas a lot and that's you know sin city sin city man and you know he's a believer though and um you know and and when you live both sides of the token and you're trying to share witness the gospel of jesus christ it gives a foul taste and that's the taste that my mother has towards the gospel of Jesus Christ. So along this transformation, you know, and in the word, it says that people should know you by your fruit, by the fruit. And um, so I was like, okay, okay. And I, and, and ultimately that was the, the main goal right now in my life is to, is to be an example of what it is to follow Christ to my family because truly I'm the only like believer in Jesus Christ, you know, like fully converted Christ minded. And, um, you know, so when I started the business, you know, um, my first logo actually had a cross right in the middle for the T is get is a seven letter acronym that yeah. stands for greater is he that is in me. And um, I like that, dude. I really <laughs> didn't get that. I, I don't get him was, but I didn't get the the wording was interesting. But it's an acronym. Got it. Yeah, it's an acronym. Yeah, yeah. And um, you know, I I printed off a shirt and I gave it to my mom to give to my nephew. So at that moment, she seen the cross and mm. what I was doing. And so, without me sharing the gospel, I was able to start taking accountability for my life because my mom knows everything, everything. She's literally the only person that I could call, even though I didn't want to call her and she couldn't help like I needed in the times. So that I needed her or I needed someone, I, you know, and, um, and ultimately I just started, you know, um, just really following Jesus and letting him, like renew my mind and oh god it's been an absolutely incredible experience and it still is like even to this moment yeah. having a conversation yeah. with you because you know four years ago i would not be able to sit here 
and it's crazy. You know, man. at least attempt to be calm. <laughs> yeah, at twenty six because you're now thirty. At yeah. twenty six, you knew about Jesus. You may have had a relationship, mm-hmm. but you hadn't really taken accountability for your own life and just go. You know what? It's me. I did it. Got them all in. What do I need to do? Yeah, and and just like I. I had mentioned I would just come here from my mom's house and I changed a couple filters in her house. Um, and, um, you know, it's just amazing to see, you know, I, we could talk about, you know, like the, the, just the coming up of it and through the transformation. But the most important part is the result of, of the conversion, like happening in my life and and now buddy like every time i am around my mom her face lights up with the same joy Hmm. and it is it is absolutely incredible because you know my story is i didn't have parents i grew up in 40 foster homes i have been in trouble with the law i've gone down all these paths and have poured out my innocence until there was nothing left. And yet still at the end of the day, every time I see my mother and every time she texts me or I text her or she calls me or I call her, something is getting done and joy, joy is in the equation. (laughs) Man, that's... (laughs) Yeah. When you talk about the idea of you've poured out your innocence, I was just jotting that down as a note to I wasn't in foster care. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a normal home, had a mom and dad. We had foster brothers and sisters. I mean, my family is a Mm -hmm. foster care home for young kids as well. But I was lost just like you. I also did a lot of things. I poured out my innocence on the sin nature and did the things, been to jail, did drugs, alcohol, you name it. Mm -hmm. And like you, I was around 28 when I finally made, I knew about God, but a decision to follow Christ at 28. I didn't know one Bible verse, not one. I didn't either. Now, I'm like, how do, how do you go 28 years and not learn a Bible verse? Well, I can't blame my parents. I mean, I wasn't open to the idea of learning, I guess. But yeah. man, so go back though. What happened with mom and dad? You know, where's your biological dad? What happened with your mom and how, what led you in that first foster care home at eight years old? Oh, yeah. And yeah. And, um, so my mom has been remarried three times. And the um, first marriage, she was absolutely in love with my oldest brother. He's the firstborn of all the grandchildren, all of them. And um, so I'm biracial, half white half Mexican. Yeah. My preacher dad is black. Yeah. And so, um, so it kind of, it's like, what box do you put him in? What, what family is your family? Where, where, where is the result of, where, where, where's the upbringing? It's in all three. Um, just because what you see is Latino, but the, what comes out, <laughs> you know, I have, you know, some flavor, you know, and I uh, love it. But, um, so, so my mom was in love and my oldest brother's dad, he died in a car, car wreck. And, um, 
from there. Um, you know, I, I don't know all the details exactly, um, just because just I've never asked, and I probably should, um, you know. And, um, yeah, and, you know, and from there, it kind of spiraled just in misdirection. Um, and Jesus wasn't in the equation, so... Mm. Um, you know, it, you know, you just kind of like lost, like, you know, I, I could only have, you know, empathy for her and, and to, you know, consider what it might've been like, Mm. um, to be so in love with somebody and to see your whole life ahead of you and to have a family and to have a son and, and then to lose it all in an instant. And, um, yeah and so your story so you have a half brother who's older than you Mm -hmm. your mom was married he died in a car crash yeah and it wasn't like hey i had a kid when i was 16 couldn't have it so i gave away or Mm -hmm. it's just her life crumbled yeah was that kind of the story and the the brokenness and so you're you don't have judgment toward your mom you love her yeah you have empathy like but your level of empathy today is probably greater than it was oh back then would you say oh yeah it is so great and it and it you know it really surpasses a a lot of um you know anything i've ever seen really um i've i've you know i've i've seen examples but i haven't seen the most consistent examples like i want to be in what i'm on this journey of you know using everything that I've learned to, to my advantage to, you know, be able to serve people and understand them and love them like Jesus does, mm-hmm. because I feel Jesus love. What type of love is that? What do you call that? <laughs> oh, that, that is, and there's a scripture for it. What's the scripture, buddy? I know <laughs> you know it. <laughs> you know, well, so phileo love would be brotherly love, but agape love is unconditional. That's I think how Jesus loved us. And maybe the story you're thinking of is, when Jesus uh, was talking to Peter, hey, hey Peter, do you love me? Ooh. Yes, I love you, Lord. He was saying, yeah, I phileo you, uh, feed my sheep. Uh, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, I love you. Yes, I phileo you, tend my lambs. The third time Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know all things. I agape, I love you unconditionally, mm-hmm. feed my sheep. Peter took him three times. You know, Peter was a little slow to learn, probably a lot like me and you, you know, but that agape love to love unconditionally, no judgment, because we're called to, what, love the Lord God with all of our heart, mind, and soul, love our neighbors, ourselves. Two greatest commandments, mm-hmm. nothing greater. Yeah. Love unconditionally. We don't need to judge people, just love them. Yeah. So. Yeah. And th- and that's the biggest thing right now and in cultures, you know, people have their different views and beliefs and, and, you know, it's, it's important to listen and not, you know, write them off, you know, it, and as a believer, I, I am so solidified and my faith is so fortified that, Mm. you know, I know that I am not only called to love them, but commanded to love them, even though I disagree man you know and and for me it's a reality check every day because just as bold as i am with my faith 
and and you know and and I I'm not a theologian. <laughs> you kind of are, bro. You kind of are. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I am truly following uh, Jesus Christ, and I am filled with the Holy Spirit. And well, just and, pause for a moment, man. You said a yeah. couple things. I'm not only called, but I'm commanded. I think we think this agape love is just like, ah, oh, if you feel like you love someone, and if you don't, well, no, you're called and commanded. It's the two greatest commands that were Ooh. to love people, man. You. you you do it well, man. Again, I'm, I'm hearing your story and I'm yeah. learning. You know, so the question that I have is, is it normal for a kid to go through 40 homes? Is that normal, abnormal? And yeah, and why 40 homes? Holy cow. It, so, so DHS, they, they'll move you around foster homes. Foster parents get either get their license taken away, they get burnt out, which is very common. Because mm. it's that's one of the hardest jobs you could do yeah. is take on someone else's responsibility and especially a human. Yeah. You know? Um, and, you know, and, and it's not very common. Um, it's not very common for someone to live in 40 foster homes. Mm. Um, and then it's not very common for a DHS to not even know where you are, you know, cause I was in Portland for a while, um, in 2004 and five, I didn't go to fourth or fifth grade. I was in a lockdown youth facility and they just like left me there and I, and that and then <laughs> and that DHS just left me there. DHS caseworker like came and seen me once a year. Um, you were there for two years. Two years, and I was only supposed to be there one. The place is shut down now. Is it because <laughs> there was no foster homes available? And they go, oh, yeah, we'll oh, there were foster homes available, but that was the year. So I should have to finished my story yeah. about my yeah. my my parents and and my mom, but, um, that was the year that my dad was getting out of prison. And, um, I don't know if maybe they had thought that he was going to come and get me. And, um, but they kept me in that, um, lockdown facility to protect you, to protect me. Okay. And, um, you know, and I was excelling there. I should have, I had already graduated all their programs, did everything. And, you know, while I was there, they were trying to shove pills down my throat and, and I was just like, no, I'm not going to take none of them. And yes, I was an angry kid. Okay. I was angry. <laughs> I was mad. <laughs> but I was loving and fun and and all those things. But I was just this kid that was just confused. I guess, like I was going to say confused. Very confused. Very confused. And, you know, and even at that age and even younger when I was eight years old, like yeah. the only thing I really wanted was a job in my own place from very young. I, I wanted to work and I loved landscaping and pulling weeds and cutting grass like and fixing up houses. And I lived in so many different houses that mm. um, I had to always set up my room or, you know, I, you know, I, I never lived in a brand new house. So there were always, you know you know, um, you know, middle class, lower class, you know, a lot of times foster parents, they need the money, <laughs> you know, and it is expensive, you know, yeah. to have foster kids. Cause it's just like, Oh, okay. Here's a big bill. You know, you get 600 bucks a month, but it costs, you know, 
triple that yeah. amount. Yeah, <laughs> got to feed the kid, you know, take him to school and sports and whatever. Yeah, else. and yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so forty homes. Now you're graduating from high school. You're eighteen. Mm-hmm. Let's let's kind of take it from there. Like, what does life look like? Where do you go? Yeah, high school. I was. I was actually uh, a lot of great things were happening. Um, I was pa- pa- pastor's kid. Um, I won multiple different scholarships, and I went to Western, and everything was paid for. Um, I was living in the dorms, and um, you know, uh, 2011 when I went. But my whole senior year in high school, I had two jobs. I was a T three. I was the first T3 apprenticeship apprentice. Uh, they have an apprenticeship uh, program, mm-hmm. a three-month paid internship program. And that's something that I want to incorporate in my business mm-hmm. and, to, and to do the same thing because uh, that had the greatest impact on me. And, and, and I knew what my needs were and they met them. Uh, the Boys and Girls Club did. And, okay. and at that time, I, I had my own apartment and um, I had two jobs and, you know, I, to be honest, I barely graduated high school. I was ready to go. But you got out, man. <laughs> but they, you know, the whole thing with high school, it was, uh, you need to go to college. That's how you're going to get the good job, you know? And, and um, I quickly found out that, you know, I, and I quickly realized I, you know, from a very young age, you know, still up until I just wanted to work. That's ultimately what I wanted to do. I wanted to be independent and not dependent or somebody else's dependent, you know? Right. Um, So I I wanted to be independent. I wanted to have my own space. Like I had always thought about, you know, um, having my own place, having my own and, and to work for it and to like labor for it. That's the work that I wanted. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and um, yeah, throughout high school, things were good. And it was actually absolutely incredible living, you know, as a pastor's kid, you know, in high school, nobody really knew that I was a foster kid. Um, And, you know, I was, I was an extremely popular kid. And was that your last and final foster home? Yeah. And you live with them for how long? Three and a half years, three years. So your yeah. ending of being in foster care, that 40th home was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Of the 10 years, yeah. three and a half of it was in one. And That's that was crazy. the last one. And at that time, a uh, preacher, he was, uh, um, he was single and we didn't have a church building. So we had church in the McKay auditorium. Okay. And so... We had to, you know, set up and put everything back, uh, but we had services in the McKay Auditorium, and um, yeah, and it, it was, yeah, and so in that time, the word was being downloaded in me, but I wasn't like, you know, applying it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I believed it, but I wasn't applying it like that's I should have. That's a key thing, right there. You can believe and be saved, but then the transformations when you actually begin obeying and applying the word of God. Oh yeah. Man, that's deep. Yeah. And you know, and in, in in my transformation, you know, like all the scriptures just started going, Oh, I know that scripture. That's there. What? You know, and then along this journey, I you know, 
when witnessing the word of God, which is super important is to know the coordinates of what you're saying, you know, like scripture, first John four, four says, dear children, the spirit of God in you is greater than the enemy, you know, and that, you know, and I need to know like the exact scripture, but there's, you know, different translations, Mm -hmm. but the ultimate thing is to, you know, know where scripture is, you know, and, and to know it and to, you know, really like have that on our heart so that when we do share the gospel, it's not like, oh yeah, it it might be here in the Bible or, oh, and, or totally take it out of scripture, out of context Mm -hmm. or, um, Mm -hmm. you know, so I started very slow. I started in the gospels, you know, I would just read like a little bit of scripture. I would have, you know, a, a devotional book that sometimes that was the only scripture I would so I was just like eating, like drinking the word as milk, as yeah. scripture describes. And, um, and, you know, even now I, you know, I'm, I've, I feel like I'm still on milk, you know, <laughs> like a baby, baby Christian. <laughs> you might feel like that, but I would say, you know, interesting that you say that. Cause I ask a question a lot of times when, Hey, where do you go to church? And then I get three responses. I don't go to church or man, buddy, I haven't been to church in a decade, or I go to this church. And so for those latter two questions, like I haven't been to church in a long time, or I go to church, I'll ask the question, hey, what's your favorite Bible verse? Interestingly enough, most people can't quote a Bible verse. Yeah. I think Not the, even John 3.16. The biggest question that you just said was, where do you go to church? And I always hear that because people see what the Holy Spirit put on me. Yeah. Holy Spirit dressed me. He clothed me with yeah. this. And then when it, when he first put it on me, it didn't fit. Mm-hmm. It didn't fit right. I was actually kind of nervous to go out in public because I know, I know that the foul taste that Christians have in unbelievers mouths, it's like, I don't want to hear none of that. That's, you know, yeah, you, I, you have this scripture, but you act like this. So you're yeah. like highly accountable. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Show and, my... and even too, like when, um, you know, because that's why I, <laughs> I'm so excited because I, I get to witness the gospel of Jesus Christ, but at the same time, I get to be a business person and to grow up in in business and mm-hmm. and let him, you know, because, <laughs> yeah, and it. But going back to what church do you go to? That um, I go to three different churches, yeah. physical locations. Love it. I go to Seed of Faith Ministries. That's where I grew up in church. I go to Hope Point Church. Um, that's where I was turned into a disciple. I did a six-month program yeah. last year, and that was absolutely life-transforming. That that discipleship uh, like catapulted um, my understanding of the faith and yeah. and and we're going through the book of Matthew there so scripture by scripture and I think he calls it expository teaching That's right and, versus uh, topical yeah versus topical yeah and and oh and it's just crazy how it just lines up every mm. Sunday and and it you know it's a smaller church so it um you know it it um it just makes it's it makes more sense because everybody knows what page we're on. We're on the same page. Same page. You know, yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, and and it and it. You know, the Book of Matthew is is sharp. It's it sharp. Is, yeah. It's a very sharp 
book in the Bible, and um, it's you know first book in the Bible in the Gospels. Yeah, what to, just a trivia question? See if you know or you know the Gospels all have a different message, mm-hmm. same message, different focus. Let me say it that way. Mm-hmm. What was Matthew's focus on Jesus? Matthew's focus, like what would be the highlight of it? Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. There's Jesus. There's one scripture, and it's the it's it's the message because a lot you know and you hear it all over social media everybody preaches about jesus but no one preaches what jesus preached yeah and matthew 6 33 says seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you preach man and it was like okay so god is a god of order he loves order yeah you know and multiplication. Yeah. So it's like it's like you have to take the former to get the latter. Yeah. But you're not taking the former to get the latter because you can't handle the latter if you don't have the former. If that makes sense. <laughs> right. So Jesus in the book of Matthew, he's Jesus as king. King. Jesus as king. Big I think K. Mark was mm-hmm. Jesus as servant. Mm-hmm. Luke I'll come back to you on that one. John is Jesus is the son of God. I'll, I'll get back to you on the, the Luke one. But it's interesting understanding yeah. what, how is Matthew looking at Jesus? Jesus as king. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. It's a great yeah. verse, by the way. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, so. and, it, and it's still, it's, um, you know, I'm not going to be able to sit down here and uh, totally explain it. But yeah, you're doing great. Seeking the kingdom for me is is being in relationship with the Holy Spirit because his placement is here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of mm-hmm. Easter just passed and a lot of people missed the point of Easter. The point of Easter, it was Jesus dying on the cross for our sins, which, you know, <laughs> you know i i i just love i i just absolutely mind blowing he him dying on the cross for our sins and three days later raising from the dead and then going to hell and snatching the keys from death hell and the grave and going and being seated at the right hand of the father. Mm. And he did that so that the spirit could come down. And, and that spirit is the Holy spirit, the three expressions of God, the father, the son, the Holy spirit, the fa- this is the father's footstool. Yeah. <laughs> this is his footstool. And at his right hand is his son, which is equally God and Jesus is an expression of God. The Father is the expression of God. The Holy Spirit is the expression of God, is the Holy Trinity. Yeah. And the God, and it's the same God, but the expression that is here now and in this room, because it said the Bible says, where two or three or more are gathered in my name, I am there. He's here. And he's yeah. probably sitting in that chair. Right. Yeah. <laughs> We're standing up right here. He's here. He's everywhere. Yeah. And it's just, um, you know, in seeking the kingdom, the biggest thing f- for me, and I know a lot of like, you know, believers and, and, and the biggest thing is to have reverence and to have the fear of God that, oh God, he's, 
he's watching, but not in a like fearful way, like I'm scared, in a way that is going to guide us to the, what is it? The, the outcome that is, um, his desired outcome mm. for our lives. <laughs> well, it's like a parent. You don't, mm-hmm. you don't want to disappoint your parents, yeah. your family, your friends by misbehaving. It's not fear like I'm going to beat you, but fear I'm going to disrespect or yeah, not honor you. Yeah. And just disappoint you. Yes. And having the fear of the Lord that he knows everything, you know, and, and, and he sees it. He sees the result of our actions. He sees whether they're good or whether they're sin that gets us off track, you know, but it's because of Jesus that we, all we have to do is pray and repent for our sins, you know, and, and, and I, and I go back to the first message that Jesus preached and it was repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm. And, and that's the biggest thing. That's why Jesus died on the cross is so that the spirit come, could come down and that we would have the opportunity to repent for our sins mm. and, and, and to be guided by the Holy spirit and to be comforted and, and, you know, like, um, and to give him all the glory. And they say the Hebrew de- definition for the word glory is weight. And and <laughs> and when life is tough, you know, or let me start by this. When life is good, us is, you know, living this human experience because we need that 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 encouragement, that mm-hmm. that 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 affirmation from each other. Like, hey, and you're an excellent example. It's so awesome. Just even when I first met you, like in your name being buddy, you are a good friend. You have that, you know. Thank you, by the way. You have that. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, with having fear of God, seeking mm-hmm. the kingdom and and his righteousness and and then letting what he has planned come and be added. And, you know, and it says added, but, um, you know, what he adds, he multiplies and what he takes away, he doesn't just, he, what he takes away and what the doors he closes, he doesn't, um, replace it. He multiplies it when mm. he gives it back. Yeah. You know, sounds like the story of Job. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mondo, this has been great. We're going to wrap up here in a moment, but, uh, a f- couple things, um, you mentioned you fasted this morning you didn't eat breakfast and mm. I'd like to just hear a quick you know, is that a, just trying to be healthy? Is that maybe something you do on a daily basis just to be clear-minded to think about God? Mm-hmm. And then maybe just a snippet about your business and and who do you help and what do you what do you do and and uh I mean, I think I think your business is really your ministry. Oh yeah. I don't I think it, yeah, you make money, that's fine, but mm-hmm. it's much much bigger than that. Yeah. Yeah, so with the fasting, um, I, you know, and I don't encourage it. Everybody has their own needs, their own needs. And, you know, it's it's always Im- important to, you know, listen and to obey God, but to take into consideration advice from others and especially other believers and to be connected with them and, and you know, and, and to stay. Put God first and to love him with all your mind and heart and soul, Hmm. but to still, 
you know, God sends us counselors. He sends us physicians and God will work through them, you know, and it's just important to stay focused. So I don't want to say, you know, go and fast and, you know, but in the mornings I don't eat like unless somebody offers me something throughout the day. Like um, I just drink a cup of coffee and, you know, I after I read the word and honestly, I just forget. I just go and I just I just run essentially on 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 empty on food and yeah. and i'm just hungry i can move faster because once i eat i'm slumped <laughs> that's a good point yeah, yeah yeah you get sluggish i get sluggish yeah yeah and um f- with the business it it is a, a ministry all in its own and it, and and you know i i i i'm excited to be able to not just promote ads to people but to share my transformation mm-hmm. in christ and 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 to share with people why I'm a business owner because I couldn't have done it any other way Yeah, from the circumstances that I've been through. I had to choose God and that's how he made it as, you know, he took everything that I did and everything that happened to me and, and it got me to this point. And, and with my business, I, I am a solo painting contractor. I've done essentially everything by myself except, for my CPA and my website is mychristiancontractor.com. I paint re- residential houses for homeowners and sometimes I work for really cool agents. <laughs> I like the cool agents yeah, that yeah. are honest. Yeah. And, <laughs> Cause you know, one man can only do so much. Right. And logistically right now, um, I can't really promote my business like I, like I, like everybody wants me to. So right now I'm just serving this season that I'm in with the clients that I already have. Mm-hmm. And, and I want to be, I don't want to get so busy this summer that when the church calls me to serve mm-hmm. that I can't, I can't, I'm yeah. tied up yeah. or my family calls me to help that I'm so tied up or clients call me that have already served like, Hey, can you do touch-ups? Can you wash my house? Can you do this? I want to be available to do that stuff. Along with, you know, I love networking. Hmm. I've been a networking, <laughs> hmm. you know, and just building relationships and, you know, um, not even talking really about business. Yeah. I essentially just give brand awareness of what I'm doing because each job I feel I know is an assignment yeah. and I treat it as such, hmm. you know, and I'm not really a contractor that fights for work. I, you know, I just... I ultimately, I want to point people to Jesus, the one that has, and that is transforming my life through the Holy Spirit. Wow. Mondo, man, you, you crushed that, giving God all the glory that you're only here because of his grace and his mercy, yeah. and that you are accountable to living out and applying the scriptures by reading your Bible every morning, praying, perhaps fasting. We, we don't know if that's necessarily yes or no, but you're hungry. You're hungry to serve God. You're hungry to serve people. If somebody wants to reach out to you and go, hey, man, I like your story. I want to hear more about it uh, from the foster care or, hey, Mm -hmm. you're a painter. Hey, I need my house painted. Give me a call. How would they get a hold of you? What's the best way? 
So on my website, mychristiancontractor.com, I have my phone number right at the top. Yeah. And that's my cell phone number, <laughs> my direct cell phone number. And, and, and honestly, from there, you can find everything. You can find my Instagram. You can find yeah. my Google page, see my reviews. You can see all my services, projects that I've done. Everything is all organic. So it's not, you know, I'm not really trying to sell anything. I'm just telling people what I am doing yeah. now. And um Yeah. Well, and I would love to connect with people and and if and if there's a way that I can serve in, in this capacity that I am in now, um I'd love to get connected on social media. I'd love to be encouragement of other businesses and um, you know, um with other painting contractors, I, I like to bless other painting contractors because I can't handle it all. Yeah. <laughs> so I just give away jobs, I, you know, and, and, and also I am not a subcontractor either. So, yeah. um, you know, God has really, you know, has showed me that I'm the head, not the tail. And yeah. this business is focused on my transformation in him and, yeah. and, and, and serving what I already have now in this season. So yeah. if anything or anybody wants to, you know, add to it, um, you know, or if I can help anybody else, I would love to get connected. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Brother, you've been in a blessing. I really appreciate your vulnerability, your honesty, transparency, and uh, I know people will be reaching out to you, and I'll put this in the show notes, just how to get a hold of you. Well, thanks for wrapping up today. Um, we appreciate all of you that listen to us each week. I really do hope and pray that this uh, platform encourages you, that Armando's testimony uh, also encourages you. If you'd like to be uh, a Patreon and help us financially cover the cost of, of the podcast, that'd be fantastic. We'd love to have you uh, contribute. You can email me if you'd like to be a part of that at buddyp7 at gmail.com and we'll get you connected. And, uh, Again, thank you for listening each week. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much.